0: Hey guys, my name's Alex Ross from Pretty Heavy Lifters and this is episode four um, of my podcast. I've not done one for a long time, um, so I thought I'd come on and tell you a little bit more about my life and story. And you know, if it helps one person, um, then fucking fantastic. That's what it's all about. And I know you guys, you know, it's nice for you guys to get to know me and me to get to know you. Um... And like I said, if it helps one person, then I feel like I've done something good by telling my story. So I'm going to call this episode London. Now, when I was younger, I went to stage school, which sounds kind of glamorous, I guess, but it's not actually as glamorous as it seems. Um, Obviously, being like a Kirkby girl, um, born and bred, um, like a small town girl um you know we weren't rich or anything we didn't have loads of money um and a lot of people at stage school obviously did have a lot um of money so um it wasn't your usual kind of like I've got a lot of money so I'm going to stage school kind of stories I knew I wanted to dance from a very young age I was about three um I sang danced performed and just I absolutely loved it I still love it now um it's what I wanted to do it's what I wanted to be um and eventually I was a professional dancer and a professional singer for years um until I was obviously a personal trainer and built my own businesses and um, but yeah This episode is about when I lived in London and went to stage school called Italia Conti. It was an academy of theatre arts um, and I went through a lot in this stage of my life Um, and I get a bit emotional about it actually Um, but it's made me who I am today so I don't regret um, any of it and I'm not ashamed and I'm not embarrassed about any of it either. This is who I am and this is what I've been through. Um, so went to dance college, you know, young and impressionable, in the big smoke, so they say, um, and lived at the YMCA in London, um, I was a bit unhealthy at this point, obviously been drinking and eating shit and stuff and went to dance college a little bit kind of frumpy and um, I did get fitter obviously but you know, was I kind of went there in an unfit condition and I was like a little fish um in a massive pond now Because so I was a bit of a big fish in a small pond when you're in your hometown but obviously I was a bit of a little fish in a big big pond and I realized how hard it would be um but I worked my absolute ass off because I was on the intensive course, one year intensive course, um, and obviously my parents had to take out a loan to send me there and I had to um, get a job and work um, when I finished dance college, so I had to work a lot, um, as soon as I finished dance college I'd go straight to Wetherspoons behind the bar till 12 and then go home um worked weekdays and weekends as well it was very tiring but obviously I wanted it so badly and I would have done anything um to make it happen so went to dance college in London lived at the YMCA and realized I'm gonna have to work really hard because now I'm a little fish um I worked my ass off and um I started to move up so I was in like sets 3 and 4 for dance and that was my thing so it obviously was it was hard for me to be in the the lower sets kind of back then but I worked my way up and then in second year um that's when I started to look a little bit fitter move up in the ranks started to kind of become um a personality and become seen at stage school But this is when also I kind of, I want to say I went off the rails a little bit. So with working at Weatherspoons, I made friends with some of the customers in there. And some of them were unsavoury characters. Um, So I kind of made friends with a drug gang and kind of became part of that. And I was literally off my head most nights, most weekends even sometimes in college. Um, And I know that's all, you know, it's part of being young, like going out. But this was like, you know, snorting drugs off toilet seats at 10am in the morning Um, at work. I mean, it it was getting out of hand. And, you know, I think people are quick to judge. But if you've not had my life or what's happened to me, then i don 't think you can judge, and i don 't judge anyone else either in what 's happened in their life because um you never know, do you you never know what 's gone off, you never know how people um deal with things, so that was me. I was a mess, basically <laughs> um I can laugh about it now, but at the time, whoa, so I was a mess, and these these guys that I was hanging around with were a lot older than me, and i I thought it was really cool, actually, obviously, as you do. You know, I was a bit of a rebel without a cause. And, like, I'm a rebel. Like, I'm a dancer and a singer, and I'm really good. But I also, like, take drugs and, like, hang around with this drug gang that own a restaurant in London. You know, we went to all the big clubs. I'd be ordering champagne. I'd be getting taxis everywhere. I mean, I'd be getting bought clothes, like... It was, you know, when you're poor and you don't have a lot of money living at the YMCA and, you know, you're on a Weatherspoon's wage. You think this is amazing at age 19 or however old I was. I think I was around 19. You think it's amazing. You're like, wow, you know, you've never had that sort of money. You've never had that sort of lifestyle, a little Kirkby girl in London living it up. So, yeah, I know, I know it's not you know, when I look back, I'm like, you know, that wasn't a good path. But it's, it's made me who I am today. So I'm thankful that I have been through that. Um And I am thankful for all of my experiences and all the choices that I've made, because without them, I wouldn't be stood here where I am today. Well, I'm actually sat. But <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So Obviously, with unsavoury characters, um, comes unsavoury things, you know. I'd be going out with them all the time, taking drugs. And I know my friends were, like, a little bit scared of them and a little bit kind of like, what the fuck are you doing, Alex? But, you know, me being me, I have no fear, no danger. Um, I was just going round, loving life. Like, you know, nothing was wrong, nothing was happening. You know, turning up to college out of my mind sometimes my friends ha- I remember one time they had to like throw me in the shower upstairs and like dress me and wash me and things like that because they didn't want to get me in trouble um but I came out the other end good but this is like I say I'm not proud of these things it's just my story and it's just what happened so yeah this one particular time I'd go out with um I'd go out with these people and I remember they spiked my drink um, they spiked my drink one night and that was, I guess, a warning, um, that was a warning that I should have looked at, but me being me, you know, I was young and naive and I'd been away from home at quite a young age, I'd lived with friends, I'd lived with boyfriends, um, I was never a homebird ever, um, I've never been a homebird ever um I am now I'm like a little hermit crab now I like my own little space and my own little place um but I was never when I was younger I wanted to be as far away from Kirkby and Ashfield as I could um so yeah that should have been a little warning but it wasn't and then it it escalated it got a lot worse um So this one day we went to a party and, I mean, I used to get out of my mind. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was so stupid. It was so dangerous. (sighs) But, you know, it is what it is. So I'd be, like, passing out in fire escapes. I'd be... um, The shots girl had to take me home. Like, she didn't know me. I don't know how she got me home, but she had to take me home. Um... And I thought these guys were my friends. You naively think these unsavoury characters are your friends. You form a bond with them. You want to feel a part of something, you know. I, was, I was, Like I say, I was a rebel without a cause. And I didn't want to be a goody two-shoes like everyone else at dance college. And I wanted to be a bit of a rebel. I wanted to be different. Um, so that's why I hung around with them. And I obviously passed out again for the millionth time. <laughs> and we used to have little parties down in... In the restaurant with uh, my so called friends, and um, this one day I was out they covered me up with uh, a rug I think I was downstairs and covered me up with the rug um, and obviously my friends were there um, I use the term loosely, but other people were also in the building so to I remember being i was like out of it, but i could I could still i knew what was going on around me like I was like, ugh, you know what I mean? Like, I was literally, like, practically unconscious, but kind of knew what was going on. So all I remember is, I just remember, um, and sorry if this is graphic, if you don't want to hear this, if, if you don't want to hear any upsetting content, then please sign off the podcast now. Um, I just remember, at first, there was, I just, I can smell the smell now. There was one man on top of me, obviously raping me um and I obviously didn't give consent I wasn't I wasn't with it enough to give any sort of consent and I remember thinking at the time that it was my boyfriend um because I was so out of it and I didn't know what was going on obviously I'd not slept with anyone else so I just remember thinking like in my head that it was my boyfriend kind of in this weird unconscious state of oh it was awful but I still remember the smell of that guy's aftershave and then not only one but then in my mind I hear voices talking and then his friend then they swap um and his friend has a go on me second while I'm kind of out of it not really knowing what's happening drugged up to the eyeballs and drunk I mean you know I take full responsibility as well for my part, I put myself in that position, I was a very, very um, mixed up girl at that time and I put myself in that scary position and you don't think it's going to happen to you but sometimes it does and I'm not saying that makes what they did right because it doesn't, it's absolutely vile and disgusting and they should absolutely pay for it um, but yeah, I did put myself in that position that night. And I just remember waking up. And you know, when you know that it's happened, you just know. Um, I don't want to go into graphic detail, but you know, if you know what I mean. So two two of the friends had um, raped me that evening. I got up in the morning And I was hysterical. The door was locked. I ran up the stairs. I was hysterical. They wouldn't let me out. They would not let me go. um, Because I think kind of the friends kind of knew what had gone off, but they didn't want to admit it because they were asking me why I was hysterical, what was going on, um, wait for a taxi and all this. So obviously I knew in this situation, right, I've got to pretend that I'm okay. To be able to leave. It could have been even more sinister. I mean this could have been really sinister. Um, I feel really empowered actually. Telling this story out loud. And, and you guys knowing. Um, this story. I feel really empowered. And if anyone wants to talk to me. About experiences they've had. You know like we should all come out. And speak about it. If we want to. You know I'm not ashamed. And I'm not afraid. Um, so I pretended to be okay, um, but got out, obviously. And then (sighs) got the bus home. And it was actually my birthday the next day, which was absolutely awful. I think I just showered for hours and just kind of sat there rocking on my bed and in where I was living at the time. Um, And I didn't really tell anyone at the time. I was just like in shock. I was numb. I didn't know really what to do or what to say i was embarrassed ashamed all those feelings so i just kind of brushed it under the carpet really and uh locked it away and then obviously my family came up the next day for my birthday and we went to see a show went to see ghost the musical um and obviously all this time i'm like dying inside and numb but yeah that's just how i deal with things i guess blocking them out um so, yeah, that that was... Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional. So, that, I think, affected me for many years, which I didn't obviously say it did, and only, obviously, um, my good friends knew about it. Obviously, I have told... I think I have wrote a little post before saying about my experiences on social media, so there'll be some people that that know, but that's cool, I'm fine with that. But, I think that's why, for a long time, I was very angry i had I was just really angry at the world, and I had lots of trauma kept inside of me that needs to be to be bought out um But I feel like I'm really like getting through it um and I just feel so empowered to be able to talk about it. Because there's been a lot of us that have gone through these things and we don't talk about it because we feel ashamed or embarrassed or we don't want to be abnormal. But, you know, we are fighters and survivors that that's who we are. You know, not everyone's life's perfect. You never know what people have been through. So go forward without judgment. So I feel like that has made me the strong-ass bitch that I am today. And I am hard. I am cold. And (laughs) with certain things, I have a big heart for those who have a big heart for me. But I can be very, very straight to the point. I've got attitude. Um, And I I do think I'm a badass bitch. Yeah. Why not? Why not be? Um, These things... We should turn them into power, turn pain into power. Um, so that was one of my experiences when I was in London. Um, I got through dance college and there's so many memories that I love and that I enjoyed the fitness side of things. Although, funnily enough, I'll tell you a little funny story now. Um, I used to skip gym on a Friday. I know. Can you believe it? Like I never skip the gym any day now, but I used to skip the gym on a Friday every week and go for a Starbucks. So that's so naughty of me. I'm sorry, Pat D, who was my teacher. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, But I used to go for Starbucks with my friends. I wasn't as motivated back then, guys. (laughs) I like dancing, not the gym. So, yes, um, it did end up good. The dance college um in the end of third year I graduated and um I was one of the lead parts in the plays we did West Side Story and I was Anita which I think suits me perfectly um she's like a fiery feisty woman um if you've seen West Side Story if you've not have a look at it it's really really good musical it's really cool and then obviously I went on to um have a professional Dance and singing career on cruise ships, and then in this country too. Um, so, I'm really pleased at what I achieved, and really pleased at what I did um, during that time. The experiences and the discipline that I learned, and the people I met, is just absolutely unreal. Like I said, I've I, I travelled the world um, when I danced on cruise ships, when I was a showgirl, and when I did some singing on cruise ships. It was amazing. Like an amazing time of my life um and the memories I will cherish forever but I just want to go on to something um that's quite a big topic as well again to just talk about my experiences to relate or for anyone to reach out um that's been through what I've been through you are not alone and I think sometimes you know i I am a bit, I guess it's my ego getting in the way a bit here. Like, I, I do think people look at me and think like, oh, well, you know, you've got it easy, you're fit and you're healthy and you're motivated, you know. You've got a nice life. And, you know, they don't know what I've been through. And I know people do think that of me. And in, on, in all honesty, it doesn't bother me what people think of me. But I just think, wow if you only knew exactly what i've been through you would not be saying that but who am i to uh who am i to respond like that i just smile and just carry on um but this is my story to tell and i'm going to tell it <sighs> so another story that that i've got um ...that I think affected me quite badly... ...when I was at dance college again that I went through... um, ...I got pregnant and I didn't realise... ...I didn't realise that I was pregnant... ...again... ...I can't remember all the details... ...but I do believe it was... ...I think it was a drunken night... I believe yes it must have been a drunken night but I I was pregnant anyway and because I just noticed my boobs were getting big like my I was getting fatter and I was like feeling a bit sick I thought oh like surely because I'd I'd not really like slept with um I'd not really like slept with a lot of people kind of back then um so I was like Oh, I don't really know what's going on. And so I thought, after after a couple of weeks, I thought, hmm, I'm going to have to get a test here just in case. So I was really, like, young and naive and silly, like, and just, like I say, reckless. So anyone else would be like, I, you know, they'd know what was going on. But I was just, like, focused on dancing, focused on drugs and partying. Like, that's what I was focused on, having a good time getting drunk. So, I was... So, obviously, it it got to this point where I was like, I need to take a pregnancy test, actually. And it was a positive test. So, I was going through this at a time when we were putting a show together. And um, this is at Italia Conti. And... um, Obviously, like, my parents had spent... And I'd taken out a career development loan as well. Like... They'd spent and I'd spent thousands on sending me to this school that, you know, was unaffordable, really. Like, how could I have this baby? There was no way that I was having this baby. I had big plans and big dreams, and I was in third year at college. Um, So that was my decision. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been right at all. I knew the decision. To terminate the pregnancy was right for me, no matter what you believe. I believe that women have a choice um, and I believe that they have a right to decide on what goes on in their body. And I do believe we all make mistakes. So I decided to terminate the pregnancy and I um, had a consultation over the phone. Um, And I remember that I was, um, I think, 12 weeks um, when I had um, an abortion—that's a horrible word, isn't it? I hate that word. Um, which you know, probably now, if I was in a, the same position, I'd probably have a have the baby. Or you know, I'm obviously more sensible now with contraception. I don't drink unless it's a special occasion, etc. But at that time, like, I was an absolute fucking mess, and that was the best decision for me at the time. And obviously, I've got to live with that forever. So, um, it is exactly what it is. I can't change it. I can't change the past. Um, So, yeah, I was doing rehearsals and getting already getting morning sickness. I was literally doing kicks, spinning round, singing. And then I'd have to run to the toilet and be sick. And I knew everyone was talking about me. I knew everyone. They thought I was a joke. They thought I was a mess. And I probably was, um, but I was talented. I was I was good at dancing. I was good at singing. I knew I was good, and I knew I was going to get this career no matter what because I wasn't going to let anything stop me. Um, so I remember, obviously, going to the clinic, and it was... I don't want to be graphic because it, it was awful. There's no other way I can describe it. I was scared. I didn't tell my parents. I hardly... I told... Um, I think I told two of my friends, one who's sadly passed now, um, she was a really, really good friend. Um, and obviously I had the procedure, um, and I laid on a sunbed. Um, afterwards they gave you a glass of squash and a biscuit, threw that up in the toilet um, you know, you just a number, aren't you? Which is absolutely fine And then I went home on the tube And I was literally, like, I was out of it I was, like, throwing up into my jacket I was, like, rolling round I think people thought I was, like, absolutely smacked out my face Because I did not look well at all um, And obviously my boyfriend of the time He was there with me as well um, To support me But, yeah, the next day, I was at it. We were doing rehearsals. I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't... I knew people knew, like, because it was obvious, but I just wanted to carry on. Um, And I wanted... I wanted to just kind of stay normal. So the next day, you know, I had my nappy on. (laughs) It's not funny, but I... That's how I deal with humour and how I've always dealt with my feelings. Um... Because as I always say, I've got ADHD um, and also the way I process things are different maybe to other people. So I use humour to kind of, you know, get through life (laughs) Um, and use humour where where it hurts, I guess. So, yeah, I was straight back into doing the show the next day. I was being thrown up in the air by the boys. We were doing this cheerleading routine. I was straight back in. And that was hard. And again, I don't think I ever dealt with that either until obviously years later um, when I've dealt with all of these things that um, I've been through. Again, you know, I'm not saying they were anyone else's fault. There were my own mistakes to make. But if anyone else has been through similar or if anyone wants to talk to me about anything similar or reach out, then you are so welcome to. Um, and I'd love to chat to you. Um, because... I don't think we're victims, I think we're victors Um, I hate the victim card, I will never ever be a victim, ever I will never pull the victim card and give anything as an excuse as to why I can't do something I will give everything my all um, And I will always be a survivor and I will always come out on top But yeah, these things were hard Um, They were really hard that's that's kind of a what happened when i lived in london from when i was kind of 17 18 19 um and obviously being away from home being completely alone in london living there obviously i had friends um but yeah i was a rebel without a cause and got myself into some very sticky situations but I wouldn't be me without them today. Um, And like I I did say, I have have had a fantastic career. I did really well at college. I don't know how, but I managed to do so well. I managed to graduate. I managed to get such amazing jobs. Um, And I managed to actually live my dream of being a professional dancer. And a professional singer as well for many years. Um, And essentially, what what I think I wanted at that time, going through all that, creating all that drama and kind of having a whirlwind life of all this mess around me, I think I wanted someone to save me. But what I realised is that I needed to actually save myself. It was me doing it to myself. So if there's one thing that I have learned from all these experiences, it's that, yes, I'm not saying that it's my fault for everything, but I bought, I put myself in those sorts of situations, I was a, like, I was a rebel, I hated everything, I was angry with everyone, I got myself into, I hung around with these horrible people, I, I was, you know I put myself in horrible situations if you think like that and if you're doing that if you're around those sorts of people then those sorts of things are going to happen to you so what I realized is no one was coming for me I had to save myself and do everything for myself to create a better and happier more peaceful and stable life and I think a lot of these things that I went through stem from childhood and some of my earlier experiences um but well, obviously I'll talk about those at um, a different time. So today's just for this London podcast to talk about some of my experiences. Um, and I, I hope that it hasn't been too negative and I've and I've not been too, like, draining. That's not the aim of it. It's kind of the aim of the podcast is to show you, like, what you can do and who you can be. Even with those things happening to you, like you can overcome them and you can become so strong um and like i say turn pain into power and save yourself and stop being the victim that is the message of this podcast so i do hope that you've enjoyed a little bit of of an insight into my life and um what I've been through and who I am um I'm gonna definitely make sure that the next one's a little bit more upbeat because Christ I feel a little bit like <laughs> uh, drained myself so I'm sorry if it was a little bit negative I hope it wasn't I hope it's been portrayed in the right light um but hopefully I will see you for the next installment and thank you so much for listening um my name's Alex from Pretty Heavy Lifters And I just want to thank you all for listening and for your support. So I'm going to say goodbye now. Lots of love and I will see you very soon.